0: Phase two, you guys are back in business,
1: yeah. That's um, why I got my haircut.
0: Still, no haircut
1: for me. God, but your hair is amazing, it's so good. It's a uh,
0: 2004 scene kid, is what it is right
1: now. Yeah, like, I feel like you like belong in like
0: an all-time low music video.
1: Yeah. You knew exactly where I was going with that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wish I had your hair. So
0: I got a phone call yesterday. They're like, Hey, there's a cancellation. If you can be here in a couple minutes, uh, you can get your haircut. I was like, I'm, I'm a half hour away at best.
1: (laughs) So are you trying to make an appointment or did did they just, so Okay. I'm a little,
0: I'm a little bit bougie when it comes to my hair. Um, there's only been one person who's cut my hair in the last like six years. So shout out to Gretchen, but uh, yes, Gretchen. yeah. And so <clears throat> when they, when they opened back up, I called and they're like, yeah, uh, Gretchen is booked until July 27th.
1: What the heck? That, that means opened. your person's good.
0: I called like June 5th,
1: you know, like, You're like well, uh, it's already this long. So just
0: I like, all it. right. Well, just put me down. And they're like, do you want to be on the, like on the waiting list for cancellations? And I was like, uh, yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now like now my hair has been this long for, you know, like a month now, I'm kind of like, maybe I'll, I'll try the, the long hair thing, but it's just, it's kind of annoying. It's actually really annoying. <laughs>
1: I mean, just like the wash in itself. Yeah, it's just... Like, washing this hair? Ah, it's the best thing ever. Forgot what it was like to just easily wash hair.
0: And long hair, like, if I don't do anything with my, I don't put any product in or anything like that, it's like, it's just ugly. It's just, like, flat and, like, it falls. It literally looks like, the way my hair falls, it looks like uh, do I Schrute. <laughs> like, uh, and, um, and like comes down to my cheeks and so like it just requires effort so hence i just pretty much wear a
1: hat every day but Gretchen, i need some layers i need depth <laughs>
0: well, whatever
1: i um i do the classic like barber experience here in the city so you kind of show up and like whoever's chair is open and you just pray to god that they're like I'm going to do it, do it right. And like a lot of barber places you can go in and you like, or say like a three on the side a five on top or like whatever. And I'm like, um, I'm bougie. And I'm like, like, yeah. So, uh, I prefer to get the entire thing scissored and, uh, yeah. Like I was like, I can just felt like an inch off the sides. and like this much off the top and like the sides go a little bit, poofy so if you can just like bring down like just thin it out as best you can and he's like so today, yesterday when I went over my lunch break I walked in nobody is there and I was like alright just one barber excuse me in the back and he's like come on come on come on I was like alright and so he's like going around like trying to do like the clippers and like whatever and he's like explaining to me what he's going to do how he's going to do it and I was like yeah it's fine go for it and then he goes and, like, like, can you not? 60 seconds in, my face mask, like, falls off. Because he, like, accidentally, like, grabbed, like, the side of it. And I was like, dude, you want me to hold it? He's like, yeah. So for, like, 30 minutes, I'm just holding the face mask to my mouth. <laughs> and it's just, like, draping off the sides. And i just, like... It was so funny. I was like, this is such a weird, freaking world. So... And then if you weren't getting your haircut, only one person could be in the lobby. And, like, it's a really long space, yeah. so only one person could be in the lobby, and if you weren't waiting in the lobby, you had to sit in the chairs outside on the sidewalk. So, good social distance. And there was only two barbers or three barbers working at a time, so it's, like, I think they could really probably get four in, where it's, like, everyone works in, like, a corner. But... Um, more to come. But we enter phase three on, I think, July 4th. Nice.
0: So, you gone to, like, restaurants,
1: done any of that? Um, I haven't sat down in a restaurant. That feels like it's still kind of, like, on the horizon. But there have been a lot of people have been taking advantage of... <sighs> I just had Chipotle, so I feel like, no, I'm gonna, like, hit the ground. But, um, it, uh... A lot of people are doing like um curbside eating yep when you're when i've been walking past places like those seem to be pretty full so and then we were seeing like these um i don't know if they have them in minneapolis but uh on the table you'll get like a metal card and it says like this table has been sanitized right so that was interesting um yeah, and uh, tomorrow night we're meeting some friends to do, like, cocktails and stuff, because one bar near David's Place opened up their back patio.
0: Nice.
1: So we're going to try to snag a table there uh, tomorrow night, so we'll see how that goes.
0: I just had to look. My, uh, my favorite restaurant in New York is, is open, so... Mm.
1: What's your favorite restaurant? The Meatball Shop. <laughs> I do love the Meatball Shop. David doesn't like the Meatball Shop, so I'll have to wait to go until you come.
0: It's just flat out wrong.
1: <coughs> it's are literally um, around the corner from my apartment. For real? Which Oh, in Chelsea? No, there's one on Ninth Avenue. Like 50, I want to say like 54th Street, maybe yeah
0: yeah. that's the one that's the one we went to last time I was there
1: oh yeah okay I wasn't sure if we did that one or the Upper West Side one but the Upper West Side one closed
0: yeah fuck I love this place their food's so
1: good dude I love their affogato. that like espresso shot poured over the ice cream mmm
0: and the aesthetics in their in their restaurant are so good Sorry, people on um, listening to this, but you're not going to be able to see it. But just like,
1: can you see my screen right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The branding is so beautiful.
0: So good. So good.
1: It's so beautiful.
0: Everything down to like the color of the door with like, <laughs> all of the, every single like small detail, every single brand touch point is just well thought out and well executed. So yeah just good for the soul you know it truly is who doesn't love a good brand experience
1: and if people don't realize that's the reason why they love it it's probably that is the reason why they love it you know i think i can't put my name on like my finger on like why that place is so fun it's probably because they had like a cohesive experience for you ah lovely
0: absolutely um well, speaking of experiences, I, uh, I was back in the office this week. How? So our office is a, is a co-working space. Oh, yeah. And so the co-working space is open. So I, was, uh, I worked from home today, but I worked from the office yesterday, and it was fucking amazing.
1: You loved it?
0: I, I missed the office. I never thought I would miss having an office, but god damn, I missed the office.
1: Oh, see, I'm like torn. I have no idea what to think. We're still for sure home through August, so we'll see what happens. But I don't see us returning before January.
0: Yeah, probably not. Um, but there was like, I mean, the co-working space is probably like five to 7,000 square
1: feet At the entire Okay, so it's, like, a big space.
0: And it's not, like... Our office is small, but I saw there was, like... I saw six people the entire day. Hmm. And so there's not a lot of people there.
1: Um, What's the um, other good amenities at your new co-working space?
0: Uh, no. Oh, it's All right. It's an office. It's in an old, uh, an old warehouse that's been...
1: I mean that sounds dope. It's like,
0: it's a it's a
1: half decent like atmosphere and the space is kind of cool. Probably beat some of the beige prisons I've worked in. Definitely, yeah.
0: <laughs> much it's much better than any of the offices at UMD. That's for sure.
1: Okay, but I had a nice office there.
0: I mean, it was still white cement brick. It's true. Yeah.
1: Um, it was definitely, like, w- probably out of the one, two, three, five places I've worked now, that is definitely probably one of the nicest places I've worked, only because um, my, I had my own office, and it was, like, everything was brand new. That's literally the only thing that was cool.
0: Um, yeah, dude, I don't know what it, I just, like – Going to work now, it's like I'm here to work and like get shit done.
1: It's like that separation of like space.
0: So I was there for like six hours and got like a week's worth of work done. It's great. Heck yeah. So um, <clears throat> yeah, good stuff. And the gyms are open. I th- I might tomorrow. I might go to the gym and then go from the gym to the office.
1: What? It feels like such a foreign world.
0: That's, um, we'll see if that actually happens, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Seems like that'd be a nice day.
1: <laughs> like, what was once so normal? Like, yeah, it sounds like a pleasant way to spend my time. Yeah. I don't know if the gyms are open here. I think they're, like, appointment only. I haven't been charged for my gym, but I think I might just try to get out of – actually. My gym is so cheap; it's like Planet Fitness, so it's like ten dollars a month. It's nice to run inside when it's like really horrible out. Oh, but um, yeah, I just don't see like uh, me running back to the gym quite, as, quite quick as quite as soon as I thought I would.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I I didn't get charged at all for the gym until I think until just this month. So, but I figure I might as well use it. I yeah. I I loathe running, and I'm in not good shape to be running. So I need to like go to the gym and work up my fitness so I can actually like run outside. I'm just like
1: I can run like a mile. That's about it it sucks like i've been like i was getting hard on myself for not being able to go farther but then i realized i was like sprinting it and so it's like of course you're like exerting as much as you can i don't know i feel pretty good about like my uh fitness goals during quarantine but i need to get better on like a more consistent routine
0: that's what i need to especially like it's so hard to have a routine when you're just at home all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I bought like a whole bunch of bands and stuff. So like to try to be like more normal. Right. So now I don't have an excuse before I was like, well, I just don't have the right tools. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And like, I don't know. I have a hard time like sleeping, lounging, watching movies, working, working out and cooking and doing my laundry, like, all in the same place.
1: (laughs) Fair. I mean, yeah, like, it's the whole, like, I don't know. I just like the idea of, like, now that we've been trapped in a place for so long, just, like, it just would be nice to be in a place where you could just leave and -hmm. then go do a thing and leave and go do another thing, like... What's like? Are you people wearing face masks at your office, or like, what's the scoop there?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess like most people, like when they, from what I saw, like when they get there, they wear a mask until they get to like their work. Like some people just have like workstations; they have like a desk. Mm. We have like yeah. a small like office, like room. Um, so I think most people do until they actually get to like their workplace, their work. Space and then they take it off because all the workspaces are split out and pulled apart. So it's not like you're working shoulder to shoulder next to somebody. So totally. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and now I'm thinking too. Like it sounds like some states are closing down again. Yep. And so I'm thinking that trying to live in a different state every month might be kind of tough to do if everything is closing. So I'm reevaluating what I'm going to do. <laughs> over.
1: Maybe you should start in New York where life is good.
0: I, You know, that's not a bad idea.
1: Maybe you just have to reevaluate where you start your journey, not about redoing yeah. it completely. That's a fair point.
0: Um, yeah. Cause everything like things seems to be going according to plan in Minnesota. I actually read it or I didn't read the whole study, but I saw an interesting excerpt um, of essentially it was somebody theorizing that being like outside, being outside and in warm weather helps to dissipate the transmission of the virus. That seems to be true. But the States where, you're seeing, where we're seeing more spread, uh, it's so hot that people actually aren't going outside they're just, everyone's packed inside at the bar sometimes. At the bars, yeah. And so it's still, like, inside that's being, where it's being transmitted. Um, But then, like, somewhere like Minnesota, where we finally get to be outside, most people aren't doing things inside anyway.
1: Right. I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens come... I think the key part is, like, open air. Like, don't, like, find yourself, like... I've been taking the subway more recently, which, I mean, it's very, like, infrequent that I'm on it. But, like, in the few times that I've been on it, I'm probably only, like, one of, like, eight people on it. And, like, there's everyone just, like, sporadically across the car. Like, it's not been a big deal at all. But... um, I love the subway so much. (laughs) It's, like, the weirdest thing, but absolutely it. I mean, it's very, like... Cathartic, like if you get a seat and it doesn't smell like urine and it's not a hot day, yeah, it's it's like a nice ride, you know. But there, there can be some trying times. I think I appreciate it more now that I don't rely on it to commute. Right now that I walk to work, like it's like or like when I did, like now it was just to get to it. Like it just became like another way to get places. Um, But now I've been biking, so like. But that but something,
0: what? something so satisfying about like going down into like literally like a rat hole and then you just like you fly down to Soho or whatever and then you just walking like up out of the subway into like the fresh air and ah. the buildings and the great architecture and the people and like oh, it's just the whole vibe
1: I get it. I mean, it's, I, I'm on a similar wavelength where I'm like, yeah, like when you walk out and you're just like in it, like, it's so fun. Um, I always, I like, I'm like, well, if you think about it, it's just like a big roller coaster. So if you think about it like that, super fun. Like a limousine roller coaster had a baby and it was the subway. That's hilarious. Um, But yeah, that's actually been not that bad. And I had my good friend, Sarah, she kind of like gave me like the, well, why haven't you been using the subway? Like you should, you can trust it more. There's less people on it. Like just be smart and safe and like whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's totally true. Like no reason not to. Yeah. So been doing that. And then um, getting ready for our big trip that's going to come up in like two weeks.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. (sighs)
1: <sighs> I know. Are
0: and you like, guys about, like, stuff closing down at all, or are you just...
1: Fucking? So, we're, like, kind of, like, in a pause in terms of, like, our trip plans. Like, we're definitely doing the trip. We're going, everything's rented, whatever. It's gonna... The pivotal moment is Denver. Got then it. we're either going south to Austin or we're going north to Minneapolis. If Austin is just gonna be a total... Cutdown? Yeah, like, there, there's... Like, there's some things that we're, like, not that worried about. But, like, the person that we're staying with in Austin, like, has been, like, really communicative with us. Being, like, it's not good here. Like, you should, like, just be mindful of that. And then also being, like, David has a family event that weekend that, um, with his sister. And right now that hasn't been canceled. It's, like, um, her confirmation. So it's, like... He would love to be there, but like, there's a good chance, like if it gets worse, like maybe they're going to cancel it. And so like, then I think there's like a little bit more room for us to play as to whether or not we're going to, whether or not we'll go. But I mean, the whole point was to go to Austin so that he could see some of his friends and family. And like, that was one major part of the trip. So I don't think we're going to let it go very easily. Um, But you might find us in Minneapolis. And uh, if uh, we, if we just deem it to be like, kind of like. The wrong move so
0: well if you end up in minneapolis obviously let me know we'll go uh we'll go eat at some restaurants and
1: we gotta show david what it's all about
0: i'm uh have been going to red rabbit damn near every week so god yeah. so
1: good and is red cow still open too
0: yeah red cow red rabbit but I, I, red rabbits i think it's better I like Italian food, so...
1: Yeah. I I did Red Rabbit with you. Really loved it. I've done Red Cow with my parents a couple of times. Also love it. It's just like what you're in the mood for, but they're both very good. Same, um, okay. Same management. Totally. Um, I took on another venture this week. That's so, one You know like one of those days when you just like, you like wake up and you're like, And then you like look back on the day and you're like, wow, I never, when I woke up this morning, I never would have thought that happened type of thing. Like, I mean, you could say about any part of your life or any part of your day, but like if something like major happens, like one thing I did in the middle of my work day one day, I was like, you know, like, I'm going to like figure out a way to like give back. Like, I want to like volunteer. I want to do something like cool. So I was, like, where, like, where could I give my skill set to? Like, what skill sets do I want to, like, tap into? Like, things like that. So I landed on that I was, like, looking for some way to, like, push, like, you know, like, I'm working more in digital marketing than now. I was, like, I'd love to push that even further. Like, where else could I, like, apply this? And, like, one area that I've been, like, really interested in working in is, like, the environmental sector. Mm Mm-hmm. So I started googling like different organizations that are like um, that like were helping cli- like fix the climate, and I came across this one company called On a Mission, and they are a company that connects corporate um, corporations and individuals with reforestation efforts so you can either be carbon neutral so like basically they do this calculation for you based off like how much carbon you would emit in a year and then like allow for you to donate the money that it would take for on a mission to plant enough trees to offset the carbon that you're emitting in the world and they have various reforestation efforts all across the world and like different goals for those reforestation whether it's biodiversity whether it's to help the locals in the community with like farming efforts like every different project is really different in terms of who's on the ground helping with it so i thought there was like some really cool like diversity in the products that they were doing and so sure as not they were looking for like a marketer to like join their team on a volunteer basis and I was like, okay, so I, like, emailed them, and I was like, this is me, this is what I do, here's my resume, like, this is what I've done. Yeah. Well, I interviewed with them, and they, like, gave me the position, and I had my first, like, global meeting with them on Sunday, and all the people that work there, including the founders, so everyone's a volunteer, like, all everyone's doing it pro bono, we're just, like, giving up our skill sets for, like, the greater good, and they are based in geneva so like our calls are like four o'clock new york time and it's like 10 p.m there and it's hilarious everyone speaks french except for me um and they everyone speaks english except for one other person i was like well i can speak some german like "No, no no like we don't all know german and it was like so funny but like some people are in london some people are in Canada. Some people are in Paris, some people are in Switzerland. So it's like a really, like, it really is a global team. And it's so cool. And a lot of, like, I work with the two founders are environmental engineers. Um, I work with one individual who does, like, comms and PR, one individual who does business development, one other person that does more partnerships. Um, And, like, we don't have one. Like, there's someone who does design, someone who's doing, like, I mean everybody has like kind of their like niche right and then they're like we don't have a digital marketer but we have this grant from google and we don't know what to do with it and so i'm gonna like run all of their ppc campaigns and like start pushing stuff for them and like just like build out their digital strategy and i'm like so stoked and like every two weeks we just have a check-in call to kind of see like where everybody's products were and like what they did the past two weeks but Um, The first call was, like, really cool. Everyone seemed really chill, and um, it's kind of like you give what you can, and um, I'm just excited to, like, learn a ton about, like, the environmental, like, vertical and, like, um, environmental tech and things like that that they're exposing to these projects. Um, They're doing some really cool stuff with, like, satellite imagery and, like, uh, just, like... I think it's going to be like a cool like foot in the door in case I want, if I see my career going in like a space in that direction or I just continue to get back and work with this organization further. So
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, Google is
0: ever is in everything and everywhere.
1: It really is. It's
0: insane. Like uh, I'm working on a, an ed tech platform right now and uh, the founder there is like he's talking about there's a, a Google grant for ed tech and I've worked on other uh, products before or one of the nonprofits that we worked with um, the brand of Minneapolis, they had a grant from Google. I think that was them, that had the grant. Like everyone has a grant from Google. It's kind of crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. And I was like curious. I was like, so like, I'm curious like what the stipulations are. Like, can right. I use it for like, YouTube advertising, like, I don't think so. Like, it's only for our Google Ads account. And I was like, I mean, knowing Google, it's like extremely specific based off what you applied for. So just going like to tap in. But they have like a sizable amount to work with. So I'm like, all right, like, let's just like hit the ground running and like test some things and try some things. And like,
0: do they have a like a content team or
1: like? They, so it looks, it sounds like one of the founders has been writing the ads in French. So, like, I'll probably end up writing some of the ads in English or doing my best to, like, translate it um, with the founder. He's fluent in both languages. So, like, the copy is definitely, like, there. It just, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see how it kind of all works together. But ideally, yeah, like, it'd be interesting to, like, there's one individual who's communications, but she's kind of more focused on, like, the email newsletter and keeping those who are involved, like interested in staying involved versus like, um, what do you call it? Like putting out marketing ad copy and things like that. Yeah. Are you looking at the website? Uh, no, I'm actually looking up, there's this, um,
0: what I'm thinking is it'd be interesting if you could find, um, Instagram accounts or Instagram creators
1: or YouTube creators that do like travel blogs. Mm -hmm. They did like an ambassador campaign. Yeah. That's see. Um, with and like environmental influencers type of stuff, but they said that they had trouble keeping them engaged. So it would be interesting to see. And I'm sure like these, some of these people who are have enough followers are used to being paid. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh, are you willing to help us out? You know, like, we'll kind of have to see what they've been doing, but I think there's some cool stuff regarding, like, oh, life event marketing and, like, um, I'm trying to think of what the right word is. Uh Uh, I want to say, like, audience affiliations, but, like, that's not the right... It's, like, more, like, customer intent marketing and, like, people who have, like, taken actions that we deem um, quality and things like that. So looking to, like, kind of work on, like, psychographics and demographics and geographics and understand, like, who's done what, where it's done well. Are they optimizing it all against each other? Should we, we need to separate into some ad groups and, like, probably just get the campaign a little bit more organized as a whole, like, the entire account. And then, uh, Um, when I think of
0: like an environmental agency or like climate change activism and stuff like that, like, and I think this is probably probably true for a lot of nonprofit organizations of like content, their content marketing is so like lacking Mm -hmm. Um, that's because creating content is expensive. Um, but I feel like I'm looking at an Instagram page right now called beautiful destinations. And like, to me, like, this is kind of like what a, if, if I, if I was running some sort of environmental nonprofit, this is like the type of stuff that I would want. I would try to use to push my message and have this type of content because this is, I mean, for better or worse, Instagram is or does rule what content is and, like, what type of content uh, leads the
1: way, I guess you would say. That and TikTok, but, you know. <laughs> Good old TikTok. I know. Like, there um, – I think there's, like – a really, they have a really nice aesthetic going on their um, Instagram. Oh, cool. And so, and it's well designed. Like, they definitely have someone in-house that's, like, doing a good job. Like, even their logo, I, like, I thought was, like, really nice. It doesn't really say anything about what they do, but I think there are worse logos out there. It's just, like, a nice type treatment. But, if anything they have there's no need to like revamp that like i think there's some strong stuff we can do here with some like display advertising and things like that so yeah we'll uh, it's definitely not the worst stuff i've ever had to work with which is okay. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> um speaking of tiktok um so india
1: the country of india ban TikTok this this week. Why? Why? Oh, because India's in the huge fight with China?
0: Well, and China, you know, just owns all of anyone who uses TikTok, China owns all their data. True. Uh, and so, it's pretty, I mean, that's pretty crazy.
1: Uh, um, so, like, is India in a similar place like China where they can like block a site for the entire country? Like, how did they monitor that?
0: I'm not sure how that works. Um, It's interesting. So like in China, Facebook and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, I think, I'm not positive on Instagram, but definitely Facebook and Twitter don't operate in China. Mm. they're not like China doesn't allow it right because if you were to operate in China the government has to own the data yep so Google Google operates in China but that's because Google built a special version of Google for China
1: right and that's why it's so hard for exterior companies to get a WeChat account right because they keep that shit on lock lockdown.
0: Yeah. So super interesting. And then, um, yeah, I haven't dove into the China, India and what's going on, but, um, I mean, India announced that they're blocking a bunch of apps and companies from, from India this week, which is interesting. Um, But I mean, I assume it's something similar to like the Huawei ban that's in America. You know, like you can't use, you can't, I believe you can't use Huawei equipment to build 5G networks. I'm pretty sure that's the rule. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the rule. Hmm. Um, But also interesting. So last week... Was it last week? Yeah, last week um, was WWDC, which is Apple's
1: developer conference. I watched a little bit of this.
0: And uh, so they have a bunch of new like privacy upgrades that are coming into iOS 14 that will be available in the fall. And a couple of them are super interesting. So one is that there's going to be a new like section in the App Store before you download apps. Uh, and even when you access apps for the first time that will tell you what data from your phone this app is going to have access to and uh, like how they're using it or why they need it.
1: Mm. So you have to kind of like, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the UK monitoring with like the GDPR regarding like you have to really consent to understand like how this will be used on your Um like beyond you signing up.
0: Yeah. And so there's even um, a, like you can set it up to get notifications when say an app, like checks your clipboard. Yeah. Like the clipboard for anyone who doesn't know is when, if you copy and paste something, you're copying it to the clipboard and pasting it from the clipboard. So if you copy something, it's saved on the apps clipboard and so um in one of the talk podcasts i was listening to they were talking about tiktok and that if you're typing comments on tiktok tiktok is looking at your clipboard like every like fifth letter interesting and there's a bunch of different reasons why companies might say they're doing that. And the clipboard is like not, I mean,
1: to me, it's not a big, like a privacy concern, but it'll be interesting to see how Google, or I mean, not Google, like, like just the app store holds people accountable to be truthful about how they're utilizing this information.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, uh, one thing of note, like, you can't just like build an app and then just like publish it to the app store. Like there's a review right. process. There's certain standards you have to meet, you have to submit your code. They actually go through and look at your code and see what you're doing and how it works and stuff like that. So, um, I'm on one of the products that I've worked on in the past. We were, we were trying to figure out how to get a, around the, what uh, everyone calls the Apple tax. So hmm. if, um, if you have an app on the app store and someone makes a purchase on your app, 30% of that sale goes to Apple. Damn. And so um, that's been, that's been the uh, kind of the impetus for a lot of antitrust talk around Apple and the app store and how they can, you know, is that uh, an appropriate number to have, attached to any sales. Um, But that's the reason why if you go to, uh, if you download, excuse me, the Netflix app without an account, you can't sign up for Netflix on your phone.
1: Hmm, I guess I'd never even tried because I already had it.
0: Right. And so Apple, the way Apple looks at people's apps is actually, it gets so detailed that you can't even reference the fact that you can go and pay to sign up somewhere else and you mm. can link to a website to sign up. You have to be like, you can say, if you have an account, you can log in here. If not go make an account, but you can't tell them you can't have it where you can't have it, how much it is. You can't say, uh, like you can't give them a link or anything like that. Cause then Apple will come for, come for the
1: 30%. Interesting those workarounds, be real.
0: So, yeah, and it's interesting. There's a whole bunch of content out there on the Apple tax. And um, some people have gotten, like, they've gotten it reduced because they have so many users and things like that. So you can make, like, one-off deals. Uh, But super interesting stuff that I never, I never would have thought about if I wasn't, directly involved in trying to get around it.
1: (laughs) I feel like, um, what do you call it? Like when you have, um, like, hold on. My thought like totally just escaped me. It's about Apple tags. Workarounds. Oh, that on the app store I don't even like I'm like I try to keep track of like what I'm paying monthly for my phone and things like that but like the one thing that I feel like has gotten a little bit like under the radar is like if an app costs money or not like I always double tap and like to like download it but I never realize like I'm like am I being charged for something am I not like Sometimes it feels like it's upfront because there's a subscription service to it, so you have to like actually like comply with that. But like to actually download the app, like I just spend two dollars to do that. Do I spend a dollar? Like, and right. it's so funny. Just like as apps have become more thing, I remember like when my first phone, I was like, "What? That app is two dollars? That's so expensive!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that app is like like oh whatever." You know, like you don't think as Things that I just think about. But like you don't think twice, like I'm like, okay, that app's a dollar ninety nine, like I'll probably just like grab it so that I can like do that thing for that one day and then go away. Um
0: so two things. One, in your settings on your iPhone, you can uh so what I do is if an app costs money, I have to actually put in my password. But if it's free, I can mm. just click and download it. Mm. Fair, okay. Super easy. Um and then What was the other thing I was going to say? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Um, More cool stuff that uh, Apple is doing with... uh, Oh, with the apps. So right now, if you want to use an app on Apple, you have to download the entire app, probably create an account, whatever. They also uh, rolled out what they're calling app clips. And so it'll be like a QR code. And you can scan the QR code and based on <clears throat> whoever set up that QR code in that app, it can open um, a small portion of the app. So you can use whatever part of that app that you want just that one time instead of happening to download the entire app to use a subset of their features. Super interesting. Um, I'm already working on a, a product that, we're thinking about using that for uh, an additional way of uh, user pickup and uh, part of the onboarding process of how do you get people into the, onto the app for the first time.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So it's, it's, it's cool when stuff like this comes out and there's already like
1: immediately we can start looking at how to integrated into the products we're building so it's funny because a friend of mine had texted me and was like would you agree with me as a fellow marketer that like qr codes are dead and i was like yes like in the traditional sense of like the way we had knowing why she was asking this question right. like not that big of a deal but like we work with some in my past role i worked with some people who were a little bit a lot of it behind the times and not really thinking about it. So they're thinking about putting it on a poster so that someone can like download something. Like, it's not necessarily like, that's not necessarily where we wanted to go with it or put it on something else. But literally like the next few days, the app clip thing comes out and I was like, okay, like, there's some really cool features about some stuff that we do on campus where like regarding like a virtual tour, like an app clip through that software product would be really, really beneficial and allow for like a custom QR code through that to either launch the tour on campus or to like things like how they could like be developing an app clip for the virtual tour to be more accessible on your phone. So I was like, that will be like, a great place for the QR code to live. So I had to retract my statement 48 hours like later and be like, actually, it's like really forward thinking, but you have to apply it like this. You can't think about it as like what the, the QR code that was on your Excel soda from <laughs> McDonald's like.
0: Yeah. And we actually used, um, and it, I guess I would say it depends on your demographic because one of the apps that I worked on uh, when I did more like on the marketing side of stuff too, we actually made like small square business cards we put a QR code on the back Mm -hmm. uh, for trade shows. Mm -hmm. We just leave them out because one, the name of the company was uh, odd and it was a unique spelling. And so having something like that where you bypass, like you skip the, where is my app store app on my phone? Okay, now I have to search it. Is this the right
1: one? Hit the download button. You can just do that and boom, you're there. Well, now our cameras can read them a lot easier than they could.
0: Because yeah, on Apple, all you have to do is hit the camera button, and you just point your phone at it, and it scans it. You don't need a you don't need a QR code app for
1: <laughs> QR codes, right? Uh, so that was interesting. That moment in time when technology was advancing our phones, and like they, they couldn't keep up. Right.
0: Um, another thing is they're doing um, so. I have an app that uses this now but they're integrating it into like the iOS but there's actually like haptic touch or like tactical activation of your phone on the back mm. of the iPhone. Mm. So like my sleep app that I use um if I want to like snooze my alarm I just tap the back of my phone twice.
1: It's currently built into your phone like that? Yeah. Wild. And so
0: what Apple's doing is uh, you, you'll now be able to set like a double tap and a triple tap to open up different apps or do different things.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: and it was open. I watched a video. Um, Marquez Brownlee did a video on all of the iOS stuff. And so have you seen like Apple shortcuts? Have you seen this app? Uh-uh. So there's this thing called shortcuts on your phone, and you can do different things. So you can use it, like create a shortcut, and you can add an action. And you can be like text this person, this message, or like send this message, turn my phone into sleep mode, and uh, set an alarm. Sure. And you can do it all like with
1: one tap. It's like in a dashboard setting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so now what you're getting, so what he was talking about is like, I wish, I wish it did like, I wish it could do this or I wish it could do that with a double tap. So what he did cause he has the beta um, was he, he mapped it to run a, uh, a shortcut. So a double tap would run one of those shortcuts, which would run a bunch of different things on its own and its phone, it was like, it was very cool to see like just kind of hacking together the features of an iPhone to make it work how you want to work is super interesting.
1: There's a lot of flexibility and I think it's kind of cool because you know, we think in a very linear way where it's like, Oh, like how does your phone progress? Because like I wanted to do that double tap or I want to do these things. It's like, oh, the sensors weren't built into it. And it's so much more than what it used to be that like the technology that goes into the actual makings of the phone to adapt to like responding to the atmosphere versus like, oh, it didn't have that built in. So you have to wait until the new phone to come out. Like you can't think about it like that anymore. So I think that's just like the exciting part about which actually might Hinder, um, you know, I think that's, like, one thing with – you see all the time with, like, MacBooks and, like, different products is, like, the older ones can't actually, like, weren't built to think like that. Not that they didn't have the parts, but, like, they just don't have, like, the processors to do it. And so that's why you have to keep upgrading, not because it's, like, the technology wasn't there. It's just, like, a totally different way of thinking. Yeah, but now
0: you have – Yeah. Now you have hardware that is actually keeping pace with Mm some development. And so you don't necessarily need the newest phone to do the newest thing, right? Like we're kind of in a holding pattern with phones Mm -hmm. right now where it's like the new phone, like has a better camera. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the extent of it. Right. It's all pretty much the same or it has, you know, it has a new sensor or whatever. Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting. There's like some really like nerdy stuff that I don't fully understand, but Apple is now making their own like actual like chips, like computer chips. So mm. now I think uh, they have been using Intel. So you are going to be using Apple silicone chips. So it will be interesting to see how they integrate kind of vertically integrate their software development into their hardware development.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if that provides any like further interesting capabilities or more rapid building capabilities. I have no idea. Um, That'll be interesting. A bunch of cool stuff. I like, it's crazy to think that the first iPhone came out in like like 2007, 2008.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: And now, I mean, 50% of the U S has an iPhone something like 75% of the country has a smartphone. And with this new, um, this new app or the new software update, they're also building in like digital car keys. So for some
1: BMW,
0: right. Um, But you'll be able to just like start your car with your iPhone. So Cool. And like, if you use a, I'm sure if you have a smart home, right, you can unlock your front door with your iPhone, shut off your lights with your iPhone, start your car, walk to the coffee shop and use your iPhone to pay for your groceries or your coffee or whatever, right? It's becoming, it's so connected. Mm -hmm. Not just like the environment, but to us, it's such a natural extension of what we used to have, all these like, strange mechanical things. Like we used to go to the grocery store and write checks and then they fucking stamp the check and then you'd get out your car keys and you'd have to plug your car key into the door to unlock it. You have to crank down your windows, with the handle, right? Like in a matter of 20 years, we've gone from analog everything to interconnected digital.
1: That's why it's always been cool to be a child of the nineties knowing that like we didn't really know life before internet. Like we like, it wasn't something that like was relevant to our experience. Like by the time we were going through like elementary school, we were going to computer lab and doing our thing. So we were like doing everything from like saving on a floppy disk to like now where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to send this to you and then like off it goes. And like, um, yeah, like, like I'm gonna airdrop this to you and like not even worry about it. Like that's what I was gonna say. Uh, so cool. Like and yet the floppy still lives as the save button. So nostalgia wins.
0: Uh so like Seth Meyers, his late night show. He films his late night show on the forward facing camera of his iPad Pro, and then he uh, airdrops the video to his desktop computer, and then he drags the video file into a Dropbox folder and sends it to the editors.
1: Stop. How crazy is that? Okay, that's insane. But that's scary because... Like production is something so valued that like it's such an art and obviously it's just like it's not as high of a production value but the fact that he can like basically produce his own show from his home with his iPad Pro which is a product that's less it's like a thousand dollar product. Right. You, it's insane.
0: You can have, so right now as a YouTuber, right, especially during Corona, you can have there's YouTubers who have more professional, better setups than these late night show guys. Oh yeah. Like I follow YouTubers who like, they film all their YouTube content on like reds and 4k everything, right? Like their content is so much better than late night talk show. And I think it's going to be, I think that it's going to be a detriment to
1: these talk shows. Well, that's a... Th- yeah, I mean, cable's already, like, dying. So it's, like, figuring out new ways to serve it. And now
0: you're The production of your content is the same or worse than YouTubers. Yeah. But you also have to answer to all of the bureaucracy of a TV network. Whereas I can go follow people who have... Especially, like, late-night TV. Like, what is their the credibility of the information that they're giving is that they've been doing that for a long time. So like
1: they're in not even like some of them came over from SNL and sometimes we're like, we don't even know where you came from. Like I never like, where did, yeah. Where did he come from? Like, what was his background? I have literally no idea. I'm like, where you like seem to come out of like nowhere.
0: Right. And so they're like the, the veil is being kind of lifted on like, Oh, just because you're on TV and you have a like good production value doesn't mean that it's actually quality content.
1: Right.
0: Now they have, they've lost that edge. it will be interesting to see if people migrate away from those shows into more niche content creators.
1: This is true.
0: I can make the argument is both good and bad, but
1: speaking of unique content, Yesterday, I Googled myself, and...
0: Uh, Let's talk about this. You posted this. Okay.
1: So I Googled my... I have two parts to this. One, I Googled myself because of the second part to the story. But I Googled myself because whatever. Sometimes you should do it. You really shouldn't, but, like, whatever. I just did. All of a sudden... I'm like... So I had always battled with this woman named Logan West from Connecticut who I recently... I know somebody here in New York who knows this woman who I've known about since college because she has the URL that I wanted from my graphic design portfolio of just like loganwest.com. But that being aside, I was, she was like always the Logan West that I competed with. And then recently... I now, as of yesterday, found out about this series where Logan West is the main character and he's a marine and it's like these thrillers where he has like all this information about the globe and he's like running like to like save the planet. And like it like the actually the synopsis sound like really cool. So I emailed the author. And I was like, hey, like I'm emailing you for, I was like, because I did one thing that you should never do, which is Google yourself. And it turns out I share the same name as your main character. And I would love, um, I was like, and it would as it so happens. I'm looking for my next quarantine read. I would love a signed copy of your book. And I was like, hopefully you and your family are well. during this unprecedented time, blah, blah, blah. And so now I'm eagerly awaiting a response from this author to hopefully get a signed copy of a book that like is definitely not based on me, but we share the same name.
0: So who's this, how did you find out about this person, this woman in Connecticut who has your name?
1: Because when I was trying to get loganwest.com from my design portfolio in college, it had already been claimed. And so I was Googling who this was and it turns out she's a be- like a, a famous beauty pageant queen from Connecticut who like was on Miss America, like is? star status. But yeah, but this time I happened to type in Logan West, New York City. Cause I wanted to see like what was happening. And now I found out about this book series and the author is from New Jersey. So like he's hanging around in the tri-state. So got to link up with him. Hopefully next week when we have the pod, I can say Uh, my book is on its way.
0: And then yeah. uh, Logan West is Miss Teen USA.
1: Yes. That's the woman I'm talking about. There you go. so i i we all share multiple interests you know but i had been doing this because my friend peter had reached out to me saying that like one of our old colleagues had run into peter's former boss from like when he lived in california and peter like um was like oh i wonder what that guy's up to and he started googling him and he could find zero trace of this guy Even knowing that he worked at public sectors, like, at, like, public state institutions and things like that. So we went on this, like, full-on, like, Google, like, internet, like, creeping search for this guy. I found his, like, brother's, like, wedding registry, like, like, weird, 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 crazy stuff. But this guy is untouchable. It's so hard to find him. He's rarely mentioned on the internet. And there's only like 10 Google search pages and most of them are not in English with his name on it. And I'm like, we're all like, what is going on here? And the only, and we know that his brother, this guy's brother was married last fall. And the only photo we were able to find of him on the internet was of, um, on the photographer for the wedding. Had a picture of him on their portfolio on their website. Otherwise, we have no idea where that we have. England, like Google says that he lives in California right now, but it's like really hard to tell. But we found like I'm like, well, in 2015 he held this job based off of this like weird PDF that's still on this website, and then 2017 he was over here. But like, who knows? But like since 2017, like no one there was like no record of him. And it was like bizarre with like certain things that he was populating, like certain fundraising efforts. Like if you ever like write your name, like Logan West donated $10 to this GoFundMe. He was populating for things he had donated to. I always populate as anonymous, unless it's like a cause that I know the person who's like running it so that they know I gave, but other than that, like, it's crazy what you populate for, and so that was, like, one reason why I started to Google myself, because I wanted to know why it was, why it was popping up. And giving credit to this man who basically disappeared from the internet. Alright, I think that's where we need to end it, sir.
0: I think, I think I'm going to edit some of the...
1: just completely... The rivertowns.net.
0: Yeah, rivertowns.net. Well,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. There was a little bit of ramble. We can. Be yeah, yeah. Somewhere. Just uh, like cut it right in the middle. Like, and.
0: You know, I'll, I'll probably cut it right before I ask you what pops up when you Google me. There. And then, because then it just went into like
1: space. What if it just ended there? <laughs>
0: I mean, that would be fitting because you know what I'm still going to do? Look, I'm, read, I'm reading through all the new privacy guidelines that Apple's releasing because guess what? Lock down that privacy, people. Lock down that data.
1: The, the most precious things you can't buy and one of those is your identity.
0: You know, Well, I mean, hey, if someone wanted to pay me to use my data. Like we can have a conversation about that, but when I buy a product from you and then you consistently siphon off revenue off of me using the product that I already purchased from you without giving me any incentive to give you that information, right? really just kind of like stealing it under the table. Like, you know why TVs are so cheap now? Why? Look at the the price of TVs, like flat screens and plasmas and all that. I bought my 50-inch for like
1: $300.
0: Cool. So manufacturing got better uh, material costs, things like that. They went down. But they also made smart TVs. So Mm -hmm. smart TVs are cheap because they offload the cost from you, the consumer, to get you to purchase the TV. And then they make up the difference on the back end for the next 15 years while you're using that TV because they're siphoning your data and the data of you using your TV. What channels are you watching? What services are you using? How long are you on your TV? What are you watching while you're on whatever platform
1: building a profile? They make the
0: money of the TV of the cost of the TV back 10 X, because they lower the barrier of entry of getting the TV so they can sell your data on the back end. Protect your data.
1: I'll leave you with that.